It's time once again for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Pam Curie. Welcome to today's Franchise Business Radio episode. Very excited about today's group. There's a lot of uh, electricity here in the studio. Uh, we're gonna, we have two great franchisors um, in two different franchise categories that you're going to be introduced to today. And we also are going to go to the other side of that equation, which is the franchisee side. Uh, we have two retired NFL players, and we want to hear a little bit about why they chose to move into the franchise world. Um, it's going to be a great show. Rich Castle over here, producer, engineer, and um, Pam Curie. You didn't announce yourself, but you are the uh, distinguished host of Franchise Business Radio. Thank you. <laughs> yes. How could I forget the myself? Voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do that a lot of times. You, know, you just start talking. Yeah. So, um, so you're the host of Franchise Business Radio. A little backstory here. You're also the founder of Franchise Intellect. Over 20 years in franchising, traditional corporate America, but you've uh, acquired a business acumen from multiple perspectives of the franchise business model. You've enjoyed, you enjoy helping uh, individuals consider uh, franchising ownership and consulting as a franchise recruitment strategies and training programs. And um, so this kind of uh, has all, your, everything, all of your life has built up to this moment, right? <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> has led well. up. That, yeah, I guess it depends on what yeah, my yeah. whole life, right? right. Not right. maybe not your whole life, exactly. but your career, career as, definitely. as a, definitely unequivocally a subject matter expert in this industry, uh, coaching and training and consulting in the uh, franchise space. And so tell us a little bit about the mission or the idea behind Franchise Business Radio. Yeah, um, it, it really was a natural extension of uh, my background and um, with having a heavy background in the franchise industry as well as professional training and development. Um, and you start to realize in the franchise world, things can get very fragmented and there are a lot of parties that are involved. And uh, the more I started thinking about it and then getting in conversations with Rich here, um, I thought, you know, it would be so great to put together a show that basically would be a platform to bring together franchise professionals and resources for the purpose of connecting, educating, and collaborating to serve the franchise community as well as the franchise consumer. So I really view this as an opportunity for all of us to come together, but not only that, but to be able to educate. You know, that's what this platform's about. I mean, yeah, just what a great resource and tool for people uh, in the industry. And uh, so having said that, let's kind of jump into the show and find out who's joining us uh, here in the studio. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of great guests on the show today. And uh like to just uh, look over here at Jimmy, uh, who's staring at me with those big brown eyes. Um, for those hey, hey, that can't well, see. Yes, I, they are quite, uh, quite, quite exquisite. Yes. <laughs> it is radio, not TV. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, if you don't mind, just share a couple sentences about yourself. Uh, my name is Jimmy Ferris, originally from Lewiston, Idaho. Um, I went to college at University of Montana. And uh, played six years in the NFL with the 49ers, Patriots, Falcons, and Redskins. Um, wow. Have lived in Atlanta since 2002. And um, am in business now with my best friend and enjoying it. Wow. Good. We brought yep. you to the east east side, right? Yes. East I'm an I'm I'm East Coast Southerner now. From, <laughs> <laughs> all the way from Idaho. Let is, me hear you is, say y'all. Y'all. You got is, it. Is the only team I recognized was the Falcons? Was I didn't recognize any of the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those other teams I got a Super Bowl ring with, so they're pretty recognizable. Yeah. They've been in the news quite a bit lately. Yeah, right yeah. back at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pa-bing. <laughs> 
Brian. Uh, please introduce yourself for our listeners. Yes, well, first, Pamela and Rich, thanks for having us today. My name is Brian Scott. I am a retired 10-year NFL vet. I was drafted here to the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and then I went to play for the Saints for one year and then six years in Buffalo. I retired two seasons ago. This will be my third year out of the league, and uh, I'm a proud franchisee of Title Boxing Club, a multi-unit owner, and uh, I'm very, really, really happy to be here. Yeah, and I want our listeners to hear a little bit about that side of, of the business and, and transitioning into franchising. Awesome. Good day to have you on the show. Thanks. Josh, so good to see you. Good it's to see been you too, a while. Pam. How is it? <laughs> really good. <laughs> it's uh, Josh and I go way back, having been in the franchise industry for some time. But give our listeners a couple sentences about yourself. Well, I did not play in the NFL. I just want to let everybody know that. A little high school football. <laughs> um, I'm here because I'm told I have a face for radio and a voice for TV. So, um, no, I've been in the franchising business for almost 15 years. Um, started off as a technology vendor, uh, consulting with franchise companies on best practices, mainly on the sales and marketing side. Um, born and raised here in Atlanta, lived in California for a few years. Uh, eventually made my way over to uh, Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, where I was a director of franchising there, driving all of the recruitment, uh, marketing for new franchisees. And now I'm at Solaris. Uh, we are in the mobile device industry, mobile device repair, accessories, um, over 600 locations, but have just established a uh, relationship with Walmart, which I'm uh, looking forward to talking to everybody about. Yes. So. Oh, man, game over. Walmart, right? right, yeah. right. <laughs> the big box. That's right. <laughs> Good. Well, welcome. Happy thanks, to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Pam. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, and our first guest uh, that we have is Richard Lavelle, and I'm going to... Uh, just preface this, we actually, again, Richard has a very rich experience in the franchise industry, and we met in Vegas. We did. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's clarify that. We were there for a business conference. <laughs> I like to just let the listeners think themselves what might have happened. Leave it, leave it up to their own imagination. Wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm going to save you before you get in trouble here, yeah. And Thank just, you, And uh, just do a formal introduction of Richard. So, uh, Richard, you're passionate about franchising. Uh, it's the greatest opportunity to get into business as well as grow a business. As a franchise professional for 25-plus years, involved in uh, brands such as Smoothie King, and currently with Four Covings International out of Norcross, uh, Georgia, which is the headquarters, right, for the entire um, uh, uh, office? It's the headquarters for Floor Coverings International, yes. Okay. And uh, you're designated as a CFE by International Franchise Association for 15 plus years. And you currently live in New Orleans. New Orleans? How do you say that? How do they say that down there? New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> we really don't say New Orleans, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tourists do. Uh, and are you a Saints fan? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you this could, this could get heated. I'm not yeah. sure that you can not be from New Orleans and not be in a Saints Security, fan, we are in radio lockdown now. Yeah. Well, now. Now working in Atlanta, I do have an appreciation for the Falcons, and I hope they do great. Good save. Good save. Yeah. Nice. We'll be glad to play them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Touching. Uh, well, let's get, it, let's get back on track here. We're going to talk a little bit about franchising, and um, obviously got some very deep experience in the franchise industry. And I want to back up a little bit on something that was in your bio, uh, it says you are uh, designated as a CFE by the International Franchise Association. And I always try to take a look at acronyms. Uh, what does CFE stand yeah, it's for? Yeah, it's a certified franchise executive. And it's something that the uh, Educational Institute of the IFE, the International Franchise X, the International Franchise uh, uh, Company Association, Association, the IFA, excuse me, uh, does uh, to uh, create some coursework for people that are in the franchising field 
so that they can really become experts uh, and identify themselves as experts with the acronym CFE after the name. And I've, I've been a CFE for just a bunch of years. And you have some continuing education, and you've got a ton of education that you have to do to get it to begin with. That keeps you current. Absolutely. And it also introduces you to a ton of people. And it's the networking thing that's really so great about it because the people that you study the classes with, the people that you uh, uh, graduate with, become your friends for life and your mm. business partners. Makes sense. Great sense. Uh, which, which kind of segues into your, your deep background as well as your CFE status. What and why are you so passionate about franchising? You know, I'm passionate because I've seen so many people become successful using franchising as a vehicle. Mm. There's no better way to get in business as a franchisee, and there's no better way to grow a business than through the art of franchising. It truly empowers an owner to, uh, to act as the franchisor almost and really try to complete his mission. Agreed. Really agree. And right now you're with a franchisor, uh, Floor Coverings International. Uh, tell us a little bit about them. So Floor Coverings International has been around quite a while, founded in Atlanta uh, in 2005 or so. First Service Brands, which is a large umbrella company that has eight different home service brands, bought the company and started to expand it in its executive fashion. And Floor Coverings International does uh, just that. We sell floor coverings, but what we do that's different than the brick and mortar floor covering stores that you see is we come directly to the consumer's home and we have the ability to bring an entire flooring store with us, 3,500 different samples in a mobile facility. And we help give them the opportunity to make a decision rather rapidly because floor coverings, if you've ever done work on your home, mm -hmm. the floor covering part is the hardest part. Picking that style, picking what you want. There's so many options. If you, Pam, if you wanted to put wood in your house, yes. do you want real wood? Do you want solid wood? Do you, what kind do you want? Oak, cherry, uh, cork, bamboo. There's just so many options. Or maybe you want laminate that looks like wood or maybe you want ceramic tile right. that looks like wood or luxury vinyl might be the right thing that looks like wood. So, it's, so we're just very passionate about uh, really creating success in the home for the homeowner. They have their idea and their vision of what they want to do. We come directly to their home so they can avoid having to go to the big boxes and all the flooring stores and get three bids and all those things. So it's just a, a convenient way to purchase flooring in the home. And you actually have the opportunity then to see what it looks like in your own home versus kind of making that guesstimate in mean, different lighting and, and exactly. all of that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pick the floor for you that's really going to meet your desire in the home if you're in the, uh, the warehouse store and all you see is a little sample in the lighting, the, you know, the, the ultraviolet rays that, that are in there. Right. So we go right into the home and we show you the product right on the floor, right next to your cabinets, next to your couch, in your lighting, in your environment, and that's really what makes the difference. And for me, being in Atlanta, not having to get in the traffic and let you guys come to me, very happy about that. We'll handle the traffic <laughs> and we'll come directly to your home. And it's a very effective way to purchase flooring for the home. So uh, let's kind of go to, because we have both sides of the equation here. We have a franchisor as well as franchisees in the studio. Um, you know, when, you, when you're looking at franchisees and you're trying to explain the value of becoming a franchisee of Floor Coverings International, one of the biggest things people ask about is the item 19. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? All right. So every franchisor is required to create a federal disclosure document. We call it the FDD, more acronyms. Mm -hmm. And uh, one section of that uh, 
document is called item 19 where we have the opportunity to take some of the highlights of our financials and our performance out there in the field with our franchisees and get it directly to the consumer so they can it'll help them evaluate whether this is a good concept for them so at floor carvings international what's nice is our item 19 has really grown over the last few years our average unit volume now is just shy of nine hundred thousand dollars Wow. And that's a, a lot of cash. How many units? We have a little over 100 units. Mm-hmm. But what's nice about our company is we are part of First Service Brands, and First Service Brands has eight different home service brands that are all mobile-based, mm-hmm. all franchised, and they have thousands of units all collectively. Nice. And and just for us, as far as education around the Item 19 um, and your long experience, do all franchisors provide that item 19, that financial performance projection? You know, years ago, we were scared of it. Yes. Uh, the attorneys basically said, just stay away from that. And some, some of the language uh, changed, and uh, they updated the FDD requirements, and item 19s became very popular now. And this day and age, I wouldn't look at a single franchise concept unless they had a very comprehensive item 19 that really told the financial picture because it's a very, very important part of a, a, a candidates due diligence to determine uh, what is the financial viability of this company. Yeah, and if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was around 2008, around right around that time window when they loosened up that clause, and we are starting to see more and more franchisors provide that item 19, which is nice. Uh, so what makes Floor Coverings International such a great franchisor? You've mentioned several things, but what else? Right. Well, well, one of the great things, of course, is our parent company. We have this strong, strong history of franchising way back from the 60s with our first brand called College Pro Painting. So there's just a, a, a very, very rich uh, history of uh doing what's right for franchisees. Uh, we really have some core competencies in our business that most people don't. Uh, we really take a lot of responsibility for the marketing of the company. Uh, so generating leads in the home service industry is what it's all about. You've mm-hmm. got to generate leads and you've got to have appointments to go on as franchisees. We actually accept some of that responsibility and uh, really focus on trying to get those leads for our franchisees. But in terms of us really understanding franchising, getting franchisees to be a part of the community of the franchise organization, allowing them to help us steer our organization, which is really, really important because oftentimes franchisors will sit kind of in the ivory tower and just look down to their franchisees. Mm. Well, our franchisees are sitting up there with us, and we're working together on growing the business. That's great. Value in having not only industry knowledge, but also franchising knowledge and experience, you know? So there's the yeah, deep experience in both sides. So. Absolutely. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you want to know how to run a war, you got to talk to the people on the front line as <laughs> well as the people uh, back in uh, the Pentagon. And it's important <laughs> to bring those two together. And our franchise company really is aligned with our franchisees, and we realize the value that the franchisee brings to the table. And if we didn't listen to them and didn't make them a part of steering our organization, then we don't believe we'd be able to be successful. I hear you. Well, I'm so excited that you're able to join us from New Orleans. Good. It's great to be here. Did I, I say that right? Me. No, uh, sort of. Sort, sort of. of. <laughs> we'll work on it after the show. Fair enough. Fair enough. But thank you. I appreciate you being on the show. And thank we you. are going to go to our next guest, Josh Miller. Yeah, absolutely. Just hey, want to remind our listeners, you're listening to uh, Franchise Business Radio and um, Pam Curie, the host. Uh, amazing show so far. Yes or yes? <laughs> yeah. I'm nodding my head. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Josh joining us in the studio. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and you kind of gave us a little teaser mm-hmm. in the mobile device and repair service. And uh, how many units did you say? Or uh, 
Well, it's about 600, a little over 600 um, across the board if you count all the kiosks, the inline right. malls, and as well the uh, Walmart store and store concepts. Um, Solaris has actually been in business for more than 10 years in franchising, but mainly on the kiosk in the, in the, in the malls. Um, what we've done over the last year is established a relationship with Walmart. We are launching a store and store concept, which, you know, they asked us to open six corporate stores in 30 days back in January. And like any good entrepreneur says, of course we can do that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so we did it. We did it successfully and um, things went very, very well. We're currently using <clears throat> those locations to pilot some new services um, to expand our footprint within Walmart. Um, but since then, we've opened in just our first year of doing the store and store concept. Um, we've got 51 that are open. I think we have another 15 under contract. Mm. And we want to get those open before November 1st because in Walmart, they don't let you pound nails or build inside their super centers in the holiday season. So we oh, kind of yeah. have a blackout period from November 1st to January 15th. So crunch um, time, yeah. So I know Pam has some questions for you about the sure. company, the business. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, uh, uh, former life or your... Uh, mm. Resume, if you will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a proud father. have a, uh, a seven, eight-year-old now, a little girl. She's absolutely awesome. Um, and so, you know, I came into the business with a company that you guys probably would be familiar with, careerbuilder.com. Mm -hmm. um, prior to that, though, it was headhunter.net. So I was there in the early stages of Headhunter. Um, started in advertising sales. Found this small little software company called Emaximation over in Alpharetta. Mm -hmm. um, spent eight years there, nine, actually nine years total. And uh, Greg Corey and I, who still remain great friends with, um, built the business really on shoestring budget from a good handful of clients to over 300 franchise companies. So that was really my introduction to franchising was um, as a technology vendor. But with that came a lot of the things that you would get with a uh, CFE, um, you know, hosting some of the concurrent sessions at the um, franchise update show, um, talking with people at roundtables. So it became as much of a technology solution as it did a, you know, consulting best practices on sales and marketing. So uh, Popeyes was one of our customers. I was recruited out of there mm -hmm. um, by Greg Voinovich, um, awesome mentor of mine. A lot of great people at Popeyes, wonderful organization. Uh, was a director of franchising there for a couple of years and um, made my way over to Solaris where um, Drew Pio, who's our COO, um, started a company called Shucks and iDeviceMD. And so Solaris bought him out and asked him to come on as a COO and run the business. And that's where he established the um, relationship with Walmart, which is really my primary focus on recruiting new franchisees for the store and store concept with the super center. So. Great. Well, you know, that kind of leads me into something because mm -hmm. I know we're already talking uh, about, you know, Solaris mm -hmm. uh, and these kiosks. And obviously, there's this great evolving relationship with Walmart, which I want to touch upon as well. Mm -hmm. But before that, Kiosks, what, what are you guys doing, Solaris? Wait, I'm, I'm a consumer. What do you give me? Kiosks are more along the lines of the accessory sales. Um, we, we did launch device repair, um, which has been, if you look at the Walmart locations, what we do is probably 80% device repair, about 20% accessories. That's almost the exact opposite in our kiosk. So you would come to a kiosk and you could purchase anything from headphones to um, you know, cell phone cases to high-definition glasses um, to holsters. Um, it's a great marginal business, but we've seen a need to expand into device repair. And I think the statistic, there's been over 700 billion iPhones sold to date. And something like one in every three people needs some sort of repair on it at some point. There's probably people in this room that have probably dropped their phone and needed repair, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we saw a great opportunity for that. And where we're sitting right now in between Walmart and Apple um, is a pretty good place to be. So 
Um, I would say that our services are continuing to expand, um, certainly beyond just the accessory business, which has been successful for Solaris for a long time. Sure. Um, but like anything else, you have to evolve, and so that's uh, that's what we're in the process of doing with Walmart. So that's great, a whole new revenue stream. Yep. So how did the affiliation with Walmart come to be? Well, um, Drew Pio, who's our COO, um, had a relationship, still has a great relationship with one of the senior leasing managers at Walmart. And so what we did was uh, we went into Bentonville and actually pitched um, our concept as a store-in-store concept with some expanded services to come um, to their executive team. And so the result of that has been the 51 locations that we've opened. And um, the week before last, we had three of their senior executives down here in which we really pitched them on a cradle-to-grave solution. So where Walmart is really struggling, if you can imagine a $279 billion a year company actually struggling, right, um, is on the service side of their business. And so when people look to buy electronics, they may go into Walmart and they may look at the sticker price on the TV, but then they're going to go somewhere like Best Buy where they know they can get service on it. So we want to be a cradle-to-grave solution for Walmart the same way that Geek Squad is with Best Buy. Okay. Okay, so... It would involve us really kind of having our hand on anything that's an on-off switch in the in the in the building, um, you know, being the service-related expertise on on any of the electronics, um, and that fits in really well with Walmart's 2020 initiative, which is to ramp up the service side of their business because that's where they're kind of losing a lot of revenue is on the service side. They don't really have much of a service offering, especially on electronics. Sure. Um, so that's and so we're piloting um, a handful of stores here in Atlanta on these expanded services. And we should, I, I think it's going to go great, but we should have some pretty hard data and feedback um, within a couple of months. So, Wow, wow. So you're not very busy, obviously. No, not busy at all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, somebody else was supposed to be here, and he got so busy yesterday that he sent me in his place. So you, guys, you guys got the, the second string here. I, I apologize for that. But, um, but no, things are going really, really well, and uh, you, know, you just got to keep your foot on the gas. And uh, we do have an item 19 um, for all of our kiosk businesses, but because the data is so fresh on the store-to-store, um, we're not putting an item 19 out until April of some kind. So I know you're very interested in buying a franchise. You hold off you know, for another <laughs> six months for me. Um, but um, no, things are going great. That's great. So um, any additional things you'd like to add regarding the future for Solaris and the relationship with Walmart? I think it's just, you know, like any... And we're not, I, I don't want to call us an emerging concept because Solaris has been around for 600, Absolutely. Uh, with 600 locations for 10 years, but we are emerging in the, in the store and store with Walmart. And so, you know, early on, a lot of the things that um, any young business would make mistakes on, we have fixed um, the training, the support is outstanding. Um, you know, we have online Solaris University for learning management system. And so, um, no, it's just it's just staying the course, um, continuing to put our place in a good position in terms of the services we offer, um, and you know, don't get complacent. Right, and you just and you just hit on a couple things there, you know, especially in that space, right? It's constantly changing, constantly evolving. How do you stay current, it not is. complacent? Yep. So, tell me a little bit about Slares' structure and training initiatives. So, on the on the front end, when you come in, so we have kind of three components to our training. One is the online cadence, which is um, our learning management system. We call it Solaris University. I think there's 80 modules in there with videos, and it t really teaches you everything from cell phone repair to sales and marketing best practices and techniques. We have a walk-by program, how to best capture you know the Walmart store traffic. Um, we also have a, um, a huge internet presence. So this industry is very fragmented. 
Um, when people go and break their phones, they're typically going to Google and just typing in, hey, fix my iPhone. And it's usually a one-off business down the street. So we have an opportunity to come in and really be a dominant player. Um, but part of that, I mean, I'd say probably 50% of the business that's driven to our franchisees in the Walmart super centers is the foot traffic. The other 50% is the internet um, search engine optimization. And we manage all of those calls and schedule all those appointments for our franchisees <clears throat> at our call center here in Atlanta. Wow. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 the business is, you're right, it's constantly changing. The mobile device industry is absolutely huge. Um, you know, if you pay six or $700 for a cell phone and you break it, you're going to want to go fix it. Um, but if we were only to stay in device repair, we've launched, we just launched computer repair, and that's mainly virus removal. Um, so, yeah, if you get stagnant, you're probably going to fall by the wayside. And if you get six months behind, you might as well be, you know, two years behind yes. in this business. So, um, so no, it's, it's definitely evolving. It's definitely changing. And we think we're in a good position to take advantage of it. Well, I am so excited to just have you share because um, I, I know you reached out to me when yeah. it was a couple weeks ago. And we're like, I am... I am working with this company and we're taking off and uh, it's, it's exciting to hear the news and the relationship you have going on with Walmart yep. and, and what's in place for 2016. You mentioned that you were a replacement. We don't consider you second string, <laughs> by the way. Not at all. I appreciate that. Yes, but should we, should we mention the gentleman that um, is, got consumed with a, with a very important project and was not able yeah. to attend? Yeah, especially if he's listening right now. Jim, I hope you're... Uh, on golf uh, course number three on the, on the fifth hole. Um, no, Jim, Jim Thornton, who um, is our vice president of franchising, um, 35 years franchise experience, uh, a few small companies like 7-Eleven, Papa John's. And he's been with Drew for a number of years and helping to kind of build and design what we're doing now. Um, so I'm sure that Jim will... Um, is this a monthly? It's a monthly radio show? That's correct. So I'm sure that there'll be an opportunity for him to come down and share his expertise, um, which is probably more on the line of you know, Richard's experience. Um, Absolutely. And so he, he'll be a great guest to have at some point. Jim, we look, we look forward to having you on a future show if you're listening. How about that? <laughs> We're going to go ahead and go to the other side of the equation um, of the business model here. We've been talking about the franchisor side and been introduced to a couple different business categories. Uh, but now we want to go to the franchisee side. Uh, Rich, would you share who we have in the studio? Absolutely. My uh, pleasure. Uh, these uh, gentlemen actually returning guests, uh, veterans to the studio, if you will. Uh, we're back here. I think we figured about March or so. So um, welcome back, uh, gentlemen. Uh, joining us in the studio on Franchise Business Radio is Brian Scott, the owner, uh, and Jimmy Ferris, the general manager, uh, both with Title Boxing Club. And uh, Brian, a 10-year, as he mentioned, veteran, uh, NFL vet, played playing for the Falcons, Saints, and Bills. Took the handoff. I like that. Uh, who wrote this for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we, we need to hire this person. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> okay, nice. You're hired. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not busy. <laughs> Wonderful plan. <play on> <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to open uh, title boxing clubs in Metro Atlanta on December fifth, two uh, thousand fourteen. Shortly after his retirement from the league, he's joined in the studio by uh, Jimmy Ferris, who was uh, Brian's teammate, as we mentioned during the Falcon years, the best years of all of y'all's uh, pro experience. Right? <laughs> yes or yes. <laughs> Great years. Great years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not under legal binding uh, audio here, yeah. But uh, also retired NFL, spent seven years in the league playing for the 49ers, Patriots, Falcons, and Redskins. Wow. Um, and so um, let's find out about uh, y'all and um, well, I have, take it from there. I have to touch on something because... Um, his, you, his, his beautiful brown eyes, yeah. Well, yeah, well yeah, we, already, we can talk about true. those at length if need be. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pam's turning red. We'll take a picture, yes. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Actually, when Brian and I were talking on the phone prior to the show, I learned that he is multi-talented. So obviously, you're a writer, too. Uh, he's an athlete, but we identified that he's a creative jock. And um, do you want to explain why, why I've labeled you as a creative jock? Uh, that is a very interesting label. I'll take it, though. I definitely will take it. I'm into music. I'm very passionate about music. I'm a musician. Uh, I play the piano, uh, the drums, and the guitar. I actually can't not. I cannot read a lick of music. Um, I play by ear. Wow. And uh, yes, but that's always been a strong passion of mine. So yeah, we can talk about that another day. I'm All gonna, right, yeah. I just can't pick on you there. Probably come on music business radio. Right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and talk about franchising. Um, obviously, both of you have you know, a great career um, as pro athletes. And I'm just really curious to understand, you know, what's been the biggest difference in being a pro athlete and then moving into running your business, your own business? Um, Jimmy, would you, or Brian, would you like to kick, kick yeah, us sure. off with that? Man, oh, definitely. I definitely will start. So, um, man, first, as a, as a pro athlete, your hours are, are, are pretty strict and it's structured. Um, you start first thing in the morning, um, you know, you go, you work out, you watch film. But the biggest difference with being an entrepreneur and just a, a pro athlete is you now have so many people that you're responsible for, mm. so many lives. You have a staff that's there. And when I leave the facility, so when I got done with practice, I would go home grab something to eat, watch film, and that was my night. Um, now when you go home, you're always thinking about what can I do better to run this business more efficiently? You know, is my staff going to show up for that 6 a.m. class to make sure the club is open? Sure. You know, how do I handle complaints? Um, just all the little back office stuff that you, you never really, you know, something that I was never used to. Sure. And another thing is, you know, when you get to the professional ranks, you, you're always surrounded by people who are, self-motivated and driven because obviously it takes a lot of that to get to that professional level. Um, and then when you realize, okay, well, I just hired this 18 year old, you know, kid that doesn't quite have it all together, but finding ways to pour into them and, and to give them those little nuggets because you realize that, okay, they're, they have a destiny and whatever that, de that destination is, that path they want to take, what can I pour into them and give to them so they can be successful and take it with them, you know, on their next stop. So, and everybody's so different and it's, it's almost like, I don't, I want I don't want to say my employees and staff are like children, but it's like when you have children, you know, everyone's different. And sure. you have to find what works for them, like what makes them tick, what motivates them, find out their why and get to know their personal story. Uh, and that has pretty much been like a huge difference versus, you know, Jimmy's sitting right here with me, Jimmy, general manager, but my best friend and we were teammates. And that's how we got that connection, because when I came in, Jimmy's a couple of years older than me. So I came in as a rookie and I saw this guy like always working out, watching film, just doing all the little things. And I was like. I'm going to attach myself to this guy. Um, <laughs> little did I know we had the exact same birthday. We're like the same spirit, but just the same mentality. So, you know, we, we just, we, we, we talk about this all the time. We're like, man, how do we, how do we get the most out of everyone that, that we've employed? And, 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 you know, just we're, we're trying to build this winning culture and this winning team. So mm. it, it's, it, it's been a, a heck of a journey. I love it. 
I, I love the journey, the ups and the downs, but it definitely is something that's different. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I want to definitely, Jimmy, I want to get your perspective on this as well, but you've hit on so many things there, Brian, which I could dive into very deeply if we have more time. And that is, even though you are a franchisee and you are giving a proven model to license and to follow, there's still a lot of pillars to running that business. Yes. And I love the winning culture that you guys are looking to create. Um, Jimmy, what else? I mean, in your, I mean, personal experience and opinion, what has been the biggest difference for you in moving to pro, from pro athlete to business owner? One of the things I loved about being a professional athlete was the way that the organizations conducted business. And I've, I've said this to a number of people, um, you know, in and out of corporate America and, and what have you. Um, one of the things that the NFL and, and I know um, some NBA franchises and I'm sure all professional sports organizations do is they provide their employees, most notably, you know, their players and coaches with every resource to be successful. Mm. You have no excuse if you're not successful as a professional athlete, because it's really all on you. Mm. You show up, all you have to do is be there on time and everything's provided for you down to the food, the, your, your shoes and clothes and, you know, they do everything. They wash your clothes. I mean, you don't have to really do anything except make sure that you are ready to go when you're supposed to be ready to go and able to do it to the best of your ability, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, as Brian has said before, there's a playbook that you get handed, you know, literally and figuratively, sure. right? Um, when you're a pro athlete. And again, along those same lines, as I was just articulating, all you got to do is follow that playbook. Franchising is, is very similar. Being a franchisee, they hand you a playbook and say, here's what we do, here's how to do it. And within that, you have, you know, some wiggle room to, you know, kind of add some of your own unique abilities or um, some of your own unique touches to it, which is something that Brian and I have really tried to do. We've tried to, you know, work within the framework of what title boxing is sure, and add our own unique abilities and capabilities onto that and say, well, you know, when we, when we used to train in the off season, we used to do some of this. So we'll add this into the class. Mm -hmm. And when we were in the locker room with guys, one of the things we loved was that family atmosphere. And so let's make sure all of our staff and our members feel like this place is like a second home to them. We want a family environment. We want all of our employees to feel when they come to work that their days getting better, not getting worse. You know, a lot right. of people are like, man, I got to go to work. You know, we want our employees <laughs> to be like, man, I get to go to work. Like, I thankfully, I get to get, yeah, I get, to, I get yes. to get out of all the other <laughs> junk and get to go hang out with some of my best friends and a bunch of energetic members. And so, you know, it's kind of a long winded answer to say that we pulled so many things from our life in pro sports mm -hmm. that are directly relatable to you know, running businesses. And I think there's a lot to be learned from pro sports organizations for, for business people in general, mm -hmm. in terms of, like I said, providing those resources, creating a family atmosphere, giving your employees every opportunity to be successful. We've seen that firsthand. We've benefited from it. So we're trying to do the same thing, 
you know, within the franchise model. I can totally see how the skills are transferable and when the bridge occurs. and makes perfect sense. And I, and I do want to share with you very often when I'm coaching people on becoming a franchisee, I say, you know what? You're going to have different franchisees within the system. And you can have two franchisees sitting in equal market opportunities. Two franchisees mm-hmm. sitting in equal market opportunities. One is blowing it up and the other one's just moving right along. And so much of it comes down to what you're referring to, in my opinion, which is that personal touch, right? Yes. And, yes, and really yes, creating yes. a culture, hiring the right, every, okay, so I'm going to take it away from me, but, <laughs> so I, I mean, it sounds like you guys are just doing all the right things and definitely creating that winning culture. Um, what are uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced th- thus far? Uh, I think some of the biggest challenges we've probably faced is, um, you know what, I, I don't even know if I call them necessarily challenges, it's, you know, we're, we're always striving to, to just better our product. First, can I tell you what Title Boxing Club is? I don't think we even talked about that. Thank you. People hear what Title Absolutely. Boxing Club and they're like, man, what, what, is, what is that? So Title Boxing Club, it's a non-fighting, non-sparring club. So it's all about fitness, not fighting. And we say you get fit, not hit. Um, we give you an opportunity to train like a boxer um, without ever having to get punished, right? <laughs> um, when you walk into our clubs, the first thing that you'll notice is we have a huge heavy bag stand. So 70 hanging heavy bags at one location, 62 at another. Um, And we specialize in what we call the workout power hour. And uh, when you come in, members come in, we help them wrap their hands up. And then we take them through a 15 minute warm up, all done at the heavy bag. And that's anything from like jumping jacks to air squats to lunges, everything's Mm. body weight done at the bag, just to get the heart rate up, get moving a little bit. And then after that, that's when the magic happens, what I call, then we put the gloves on you. And so everyone gets gloved up and we go, through eight three-minute rounds on the heavy bag. So three minutes on, one minute off. Three minutes on, one minute off. The music's blaring. The trainers have on the microphone. They're instructing you to what punches you throw, the different punch combinations. And now, but here's what's really cool about this this model, is that because everyone has their own workstation, I call it their own work cubicle, Mm -hmm. you work at your own pace. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to keep up with an instructor. You don't have to keep up with anybody in the class. And the class is so diverse, we say from eight to 80. It doesn't matter. Man, woman, child it doesn't matter you can get it in a good workout you can have a pro athlete Pamela if you're in there to the left of you Mm -hmm. and then to the right somebody who's just had a long day and they're like I'm just happy to be here you know Mm -hmm. and so you you really just get that workout whatever you want to do and we challenge members to burn up to a thousand calories in class it's definitely doable they do it all the time so and we're awful always offering modifications so Yes, come one, come all. It's just a really, really neat thing. And it's so hard to replicate the energy that's felt. But when members walk through the door, the entire staff, we're like, welcome to Title. How are It's great to see you because some people don't like to work out, you know. Sure. So this is really like a man when I came through the door, like I just feel good about being here. And that is what the, the, the product, the experience that we, we, we push. You know, yes. and, and I think one of the things that we do the best is after people have had a long day at work they've been stressed out by you know getting the kids to school in the morning and then all the stuff you deal with at the office having to make a lot of decisions and people are just like man i'm just fried you know i just don't want to do anything then most people will go to the gym and they walk into this big gym with you know hundreds of pieces of equipment and they're like man i I don't, I don't know what I want to do, you know? And so then they just do the same thing over and over again. And uh, by that point in time, they're so fatigued from making decisions at the office that the last thing they want to do is try to really put a workout together and, you know, 
have the motivation to push themselves. So basically what we do is what Brian talked about. All you got to do is get there. Mm. All you have to do is get to the parking lot. And a lot of times we don't even let you get in the door before we open the door and we're like, come on, you know, <laughs> yelling for people to get in the class. You get greeted with a, with a hug, a, a high five, a smile. And then from there on, all you have to do, like I said, is, you know, it, basically it, not in a condescending way, but just do what you're told. Like we run the class. Right. You just bring bring your energy, bring uh, whatever you got left and we will push you and take you through a class. So it's a group class. Sometimes we have 50 people in the class, but everybody's working at their own pace. It's essentially a personal training session for everybody in there because you're being told exactly what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And so people can really just kind of let loose and say, man, I'm just, I just need to get a workout in, tell me what to do. And that's what we do. Um, and so, you know, also to just to real quickly answer your question about some of the challenges, um, <clears throat> you know, we talk all the time. Um, one of our biggest challenges is, and I don't say this, you know, egotistically or arrogantly, is um, we had a hard time replicating ourselves, right? Mm. And so Brian and I are very, very much alike. We we bring very similar energy and passion and all these types of things. And we're constantly looking for people that can kind of bring the same thing. And it can be frustrating sometimes when you don't feel like people are, um, they care as much as you, they take it as serious as you, they don't give the same energy as you. Um, so that's definitely been a challenge for us is to find people like us that can train classes, that greet people the same way at the front door, that are able to create the same energy in the club. Sure. The second thing has been what Brian already touched on. So many people don't know what title boxing is. Somebody like yourself will see title boxing and they're like, well, I don't want to go get punched. Mm. You know, I don't want to fight. They think it's going to look like some gym out of a Rocky movie, right? Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, there's yeah. blood splattered on the wall and, you know, it's going to stink in there. And, and what happens is people walk in the door and for the first time and they're like, whoa, I did not think this is what this place was going to look like. Beautiful facilities. Both of our facilities are, are, are um, beautifully done. They smell good. They're clean. Um, and people are so thrown off when they walk in because it's nothing like what they expected. Okay. So one of our biggest challenges is, is how do we um, present Title Boxing Club to the public for what it is and not what their perception is? Sure. You know, if, if we always say if, if, if there was like a fitness or studio or something attached to our name, every, it would, <laughs> if it was Title Boxing Fitness Studio, fitness studio. <laughs> then everybody would, would say, oh, well, that sounds cute. You know, right. women would come in. And, but at Title Boxing Club, people, everybody thinks there's going to be, you know, a bunch of Mike Tysons in there trying <laughs> to knock people out. And that's not what it is. It's literally 8 to 80, all age groups, all demographics all levels of fitness you know you've got people in there that are world-class athletes like like ourselves <laughs> and and <laughs> people who are first timers of ever working out people who are looking to lose 100 pounds sure and yep. the class works for everybody and that's the key yeah. maybe the title boxing lounge whatever yeah <laughs> i can picture some couches or whatever whatever yeah. right 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 and that's actually bringing up you know, sort of that imagery placement yeah. and mm -hmm. there are certain industry categories that struggle with that uh, to some degree i would say some home improvements you know trying to say we're not just we're not just another fitness concept right, right? so right, it's right. getting the word out there uh which which great i hope this show um actually helps um I know we're going to be we're on time-wise, but I have a couple more questions for you. First, you mentioned that you're a multi-unit uh, 
franchisee locate? How many locations yes. do you currently have open? So right now we have two locations. Uh, they're both located up in North Atlanta, one in Alpharetta, one in Johns Creek. Oh, okay, uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, running very well. And then um, our lo- our territory is everywhere, actually Midtown, Buckhead, all the way up 85, 475. So there's five more locations that we're looking to build out. So be on the lookout. Um, nice. We're actually get, gathering our data right now to see where that next location is going to be, whether it's going to be Brookhaven, Midtown, Buckhead. I hear um, Buckhead or whatever. We'll just, uh, we'll just knock out this wall right here. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. is, there, is there a space in the lower part we, of the building yeah, here? We, on we the can talk floor, whatever, yeah. Can, uh, the boxing, uh, we'll lounge. just do a class and come up do the radio. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, but, but while I say that, but, you know, what we did do is, um, and this is kind of thinking outside the box. So how to, instead of, you know, trying to get people into the, the club, right? Because everyone's like, oh, it's, it's boxing out want to get hit so thinking outside the box jimmy and i were like how can we get people to experience title Mm. um outside of the club so here's what we did we invested in portable heavy bags and a trailer and a truck and so now we will come to you we will come to your corporation we will put on a team building event and show you exactly what we do and how we do it um can you put a picture of your boss on the <laughs> that is that is doable that is definitely doable so i tell i tell members or first timers when they come through this heavy bag it's no longer a heavy bag for the next hour whoever has stressed you out the most in life i'm not talking about just a day in life this is their face this is their stomach <laughs> well, you could put celebrities on there like uh, donald trump or whatever you know. i was going to ask that too it's like you always say you don't get hit but yeah can you hit someone <laughs> no, no, no 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 fight no, no. No, it, no, no, no. The, yeah, and the, no. And I always say, too, that the heavy bags don't hit back. <laughs> no, Sometimes don't. I use yes. that to motivate people. I'm like, man, if these heavy bags could hit back, some of y'all would be on the floor right now because <laughs> people get tired in the class and they're standing their hands down. And I'm like, get those hands up. Cause just because just the heavy bag won't punch back, you know, you, you got to get those hands can't up. can't relax. So. I know it. No, I, I think that is a that is a great idea. And because you're kind of hitting another side of that, what would, how, if someone wanted to look into having you come to their corporate office, how would they reach out to you? Yes, what would they yes. do? Yes, let me give you phone numbers, web addresses. So go to atlantatitleboxingclub.com, a very simple URL. Uh, give me a call at 678-922-2824. Uh, please, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're definitely accessible and reachable. I'll even put my personal cell phone number out there for anybody that wants to contact me. But, uh, but yeah, no, we, we do all of, all of the above. So it's really an exciting time. Okay, can I, and, and just um, one quick, why did you choose Tidal? I mean, there are a lot of different concepts out there. Why Tidal? So the quick, quick story is when Brian and I were teammates with the Falcons, we used to, in the off season, come down right here um, into Buckhead down kind of off of Roswell Road. There was a boxing studio um, named Eclipse. I, I don't think it, it exists anymore. Um, we would come down and and train at that boxing studio after we would do our football workouts as like an extra workout. No matter how good a shape we were in, it would just destroy us. I mean, we would we would crawl out of there, right? And so we always kind of said, you know, man, if we ever got an opportunity to get into the fitness business, we want to do something outside the box. Don't just want to have a gym, you know, with weights and treadmills. And and um, Brian actually became a member of Title and was working out there and 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 bought in um, and was telling me all about it. And I said, man, well, let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm in if, you know, if, if, if you want me, if you need me, I'm in. And so when he went ahead and said, okay, let's do it. Uh, I was actually living in Idaho at the time I had moved back for a couple of years and, um, 
the sale went through. Brian closed on the clubs, and and I came down, and we kind of took it from there. But it was it was essentially because we'd done boxing fitness training before, and we knew how great of a workout it was and how valuable it could be yeah. um, to helping people reach their fitness goals. And, you know, I, I know it sounds a little cliche, a little corny, but but really to help people change their lives. I mean, mm. we have seen that firsthand. We've seen people lose 100 pounds. We've yeah. seen wow. people's yep. self-esteem yep. go from, you know, zero to 100. We've mm. seen people's lives really change in the dynamic of their families and their personal lives. And, you know, I mean, We've always said, you know, of course, you got to make money and pay the bills. But I mean, we're we're really in this for the things that we can do for other people. We've mm. Brian and I've been so fortunate in our lives. I mean, we've been able to really live a dream. Um, truly, uh, as cliche as that is, also we really have. And so, moving forward, you know, what fulfills us is being in positions where we can do things for other people. Paying it forward, yeah, yep. absolutely, and, and whatever whatever that is to help them reach their goals, dreams, or just provide them with a place to let out some frustration, whatever that is, mm -hmm. that's what we want to do with the rest of our time. Well, my hat's off to both of you. And, um, and cliches are there for a reason, yes, right? Yes, they're true, right? They're true. <laughs> they're true. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to, I definitely want to go around the studio and make sure everyone has an opportunity to give their uh, contact information. Um, so real, real quick, if you could give us website and contact information one more time. Yeah, so find us at atlanta.titleboxingclub.com or give us a phone call at 678 922-2824. Great. Great to have you both on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. And Josh yes. with Solaris. And, I, and I'm and i sorry, I, I realize we learned so much about Solaris, but I didn't get your site. Or if any sure. of our listeners want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, just go to solarisfranchise.com. And um, I know, Pam, you're a broker. If there's any brokers that are listening, um, we have a super turnkey opportunity that is very broker-friendly. Um, but solarisfranchise.com. And uh, all the contact information will be there. Um, my direct line six seven eight five one three four zero two zero, and that is at extension four two five. So, be more than happy to talk with anybody. Wonderful, Thanks thank for having you. Me. And uh, Richard, Floor Coverings International. Good. The best way to learn about our concept is go to our website www dot flooring dash franchise dot com or just google flooring franchise and we'll come up top and we've got a couple really great territories still available here in atlanta although we have a very successful business here uh, or you can email me directly r lavelle that's l-e-v-e-i-l-l-e at FloorCoveringsInternational.com. Yeah, and I just want to clar clarify, it's Floor Coverings, there's an S. There is an S, yeah. International spelt out? Yes. All righty, yeah. got it. Thank it's long. You. It's long, <laughs> but it gets to you. Yeah, it gets to me, and we'll definitely take care of you, teach Great. you what you need to know about the business. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for being on the show. And um, I got a couple of follow-up questions. We got a few minutes here. So, um, Richard, international. So, do you guys do uh, flooring in Belize or Istanbul or? Uh? We don't, but we do have uh, quite a few units in Canada. Oh, okay. And our parent company is actually headquartered in Canada. Oh, okay. So there's where the international terminology comes. Get some road trips up there. Uh, Canada is a nice place. It is a nice <laughs> part of the country. Yeah. 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 Nice. Get to write that off and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real quick for uh, Josh, um, sure. if I was looking to uh, buy in, I guess as a franchisee, mm -hmm. uh, into the Walmart 
uh, kiosk or setup. I don't know if you can release any of the the pricing or range or what somebody might do. And you can pass or play on this. I don't know if that yeah, No, that's fine. I mean, a, we look for um, a candidate to have, the right candidate to have around $150,000. Okay. Um, it's about 100 for the franchise fee and the build out of the location and then about 50 in operating cash. Um, so we've got plenty of inventory that's available in the super centers all across the country. Um, we also have some corporate stores um, here in Atlanta, six corporate locations that for the right owner operator uh, or investor, but maybe owner operator on these um, existing inventory, existing revenue, um, existing clients oh, wow. um, that we are looking to franchise out and get out of the corporate business. So um, they can so just walk right in. They can walk right in. They can see the locations. We've got one in Swanee, uh, two in Marietta. Um, and those already have existing, what you would consider in the item 19, financials that we can disclose and share with you. So um, so if I walk in as a consumer with my phone, um, what's the, I don't know if this is a fair question, the turnaround, or do you guys give me a loaner phone? Do you give me your phone that I can use while <laughs> <Typically>, <laughs> I'm You can take my phone if you want. Um, no, typically we try to get the repair done within 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. It depends on what the repair is. The reciprocal relationship, though, that that creates with Walmart is oh, big time. customers are now staying in the store oh. longer that are coming in. Um, spending money and that sort of thing. So. Well, and from the consumer standpoint, a lot of times if I'm, you know, uh, doing just about uh, about the day, just doing my uh, errands or whatever, sometimes I'll go to a place that has some other amenities so I can kind of mm -hmm. take care of that and knock three things out at one spot, right? Yeah. yeah. So No, that's a great point. It's pretty convenient at Walmart. Absolutely. And for, um, I, I coined this phrase, I don't know if they're going to stay with this, uh, but before we started the show, the uh, the boxing twins here, yeah. <laughs> the title <laughs> twins, yeah. Title twins, yeah. thank you, yeah. We've been called worse, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Playing in the NFL, I would imagine so. Yeah. Oh, man. man. So for the title twins here, um, <laughs> something's very right and wrong about that at the same time. I can't figure out what, yeah. But um, so kind of a similar question, but for, um, it said one of your challenges was kind of replicating yourself. So if I was interested in opening the Buckhead title boxing club here or, you know, becoming the next uh, team member, if you will, what are some criteria? Who do you, what's a profile of that type of person? Who do they look like? Or so the first thing is we look personality, right? Okay. Um, if you want to be a trainer, because we feel like if you can be engaging and motivating and, um, be able to pretty much, you're the performer, you carry the class, right. we can show you how to throw punches. So that's the first thing that we look for. And as a title team member, a, a sales associate, um, again, same thing. When people walk through the door, are you like exuding that positive energy, those positive vibes? So when they come through the door, they just feel like almost we've coined the phrase, welcome home, now let's work. Yeah. And so nice. we, we want to be able to, you know, we're, we're looking for those type of people and obviously reliability, you sure, know, yeah. and dedication and all of that stuff. But uh, but that's pretty much the biggest thing, because I, I feel like everything else we can we can pour into you. Well, that's what's mm -hmm. nice about the analogy you talked about. Uh, I think, um, Jimmy, you were saying when you walked in to the locker room, uh, the playbook was in place. They provided everything. It was kind of turnkey. And uh, you just had to show up on time. And, that, and that's it. And, and that's really what you know, kind of what re, the things that we require. Yeah, Just yeah. show up on time, give us everything you got. Uh, we'll help you any way yeah. we can, but we got to get the best out of you every day and, and that's all really all we require and I just like this idea that you painted that picture that visual of uh, all the stuff you do in the day you can walk in there I call it a decision free zone right <laughs> yeah. you know there, there's a lot that's of studies nice where they just oh, go ahead that, well there's a lot of studies about about you know uh, something called decision fatigue, fatigue and that every oh, yeah. you know every decision that you make during the day lessens your ability to make the best decision progressively right and so right. I, we've got a lot of 
business owners and uh, mm-hmm. other franchisees and people that work out with us. And I'm like, man, the last thing I want to do is add right. more decisions, give you more choices. You come in our doors, you don't have any choice. Nice. <laughs> we're going to work and we're going to tell and you make it happen. Right. That's it. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide right now if I should make, ask one more question. <laughs> decisions. No, my final question, if you don't mind, is it from a consumer standpoint, if they walk in, uh, what are memberships look like? Uh, either price range or can yes. I do individual yes. or they group or what? We have tons of membership options. Uh, anywhere from a pay by class, two week membership, month to month, annual, it, and it's very, very, very reasonable. I mean, the price ranges go from fifty dollars for a warm up card, unlimited classes, to sixty nine dollars for an annual membership. So when you talk about, um, you mean people are like, wait a second, you mean to tell me I can come to as many classes as I want to come to, and Every time that I come in here, I'm going to get motivated, engaged, and personally instructed, and it's $69 a month. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The price point, we keep low. But again, the reason we got into this business, money, yes, money has never been my motivating factor. It has always been, how do I make people proud of me, and what can I do to help people get get you know, kind of get a little nugget in life to help them out? And uh, if you outprice yourself, it's like, yeah, I, I can't do that. So if I keep the prices reasonable, listen, you have no reason not <laughs> to come in and, you know, get on this journey. And everyone starts at different places. And we also have family memberships and things available too. Like I said, we're a family oriented business. It's a family environment. So we we want you to bring husbands, wives, daughters, you know, sons, the whole the whole crew. And so we've got family memberships available that are um, unbelievable rates, discounted prices. So it's a it's a family environment, and, and uh, come one, come all. And corporate discounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do um, just want to say thanks to everyone for being guest on the Franchise Business Radio Show. You've made this a great show, uh, not only for us in the studio, but hopefully for all of our listeners out there. And uh, this is Pamela Curry, the host of Franchise Business Radio. Again, a platform for bringing together franchise professionals and resources to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and franchise consumers. Thank you. Thank you again for joining Pam Curry and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episodes of the Franchise Business Radio Show.